Hello, and welcome to Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. Join us to listen in to get more in tune with the inborn magnificence in our world, in our bodies, and in our lives. I'm Dr. Lona Cook. And I'm Dr. Danny Otis. Our mission is to help people reconnect to their inner wisdom and use it in their everyday lives to transform their well being by having real conversations clinical insights, and opportunities for you to apply your own inborn intelligence to your everyday life. So start now by tuning in and turning on to the full potential of your body and life. All right, guys, welcome back to our second episode. We're excited that you have joined us again. And the topic today is going to be fear. So Dr. Danny, Mm -hmm. um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your perception on fear and what it does to human health and well-being and what people are up against these last couple of years. Yeah, I think among the things that have been most, we'll say, rampant or present in the last couple of years, not only has been stress, but fear uh, that creates the stress. And I think the biggest fears that we've been noticing as far as the office goes, and I think everybody can relate to this, um, I think fear of like not being heard with your side of whatever it is that you choose to believe in, um, whether that's different things with medical choice, um, different things with how you want to live your life or not live your life, um, and overall just what you think is best for you. I think there's a lot of fear in that. Um, I think fear with the unknown of what the future holds, because I think so much of what we thought of what's been normal has been on pause. And people have this fear about going back, maybe not going back, going forward, fear of essentially the unknown. And I think fear at that point, um, it just kind of freezes us up. What do they call it? Like fear paralysis, where it's almost like you don't let that um, energy or life flow through you um, when you get scared. And it's almost, yeah, can be paralyzing. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that I think has been dominant in so many parts of our reality this last two years is the, the, how fear has crept into so many different decisions that are, are happening for people. Like maybe they normally, like for myself, I would normally travel, but you know, I've been not traveling as much because I'm scared of like different requirements and what that would mean for, would I have to quarantine somewhere? Where would my family get stranded? So you know, I also think you might not be someone who's scared of a virus necessarily, um, but you might be scared of other parts of what's kind of crashed around us in this process. So we want to talk about fear because it has been something that we've all had to navigate. Um, and even if you're doing quite well with it, you've probably navigated it somewhere along the ways and learned tools and tricks that have helped you to navigate. And that's one of the things that Dr. Andini and I wanted to talk about today is how to better navigate your fears and also how your body and your health um, definitely are part of what helps you register how you're doing with fear or otherwise. Um, So Danny, I'm going to throw it back to you. Um, Since we all know that we've had to navigate a lot in the last two years, how do you work through your own fears and what's maybe some strategies that have helped you mentally when you're trying to navigate what's happening between your ears. Yeah, navigate between the ears. That's a good way to put it. Well, I think first and foremost, I think just recognizing that you're maybe your body's in a fear state. So what does that look like? Well, most people, whether they're afraid of something, they send tighten up in some place their body. I say most people wear their stress or fear in their shoulders because anytime you get scared, immediately what goes up your shoulders because you're trying to protect yourself. So I think first 
the biggest step is just recognizing that you're making a decision out of fear and that's not a very powerful place to come from. Mm -hmm. Um, so instead, once you recognize that you can pause, you can take a breath because same thing. If you tighten up everything because you're fearful, what else gets cut off? Mm -hmm. That's breath, that's blood flow. That's everything else that as a response to tightening up. So next step would just be breathing. And then I think just recognizing what it is instead of we'll say throwing your fear at something that's not actually there. Mm -hmm. So we all create these scenarios in our head or filling in the blanks when maybe not all the information is present. So I think when we get fearful, we're super easy to point the figure or point the judgment or just get worked up on something that isn't actually even true or isn't actually even there. So then I think just getting really crystal clear on what it is that you're actually feeling as far as that fear response. So let's say you're, here's a good example. Okay. You're afraid of going to, I don't know, a, a new store. You've never been there before. You don't know if you're going to be allowed in. You don't know if you're going to have to wear a mask, not wear a mask. You don't know what's going to happen, right? You don't know anything. So because of that you're afraid, maybe you just lock up and you don't want to go and you're tight, right? Or you can pause, breathe, realize you've been to the store a million times, right? And you can still go and go throughout that process and go throughout your day. So I would say just stop, breathe, recognize what it is that you're actually fearful about, and then just continue to go throughout your day. Yeah. And I think some people would call that anxiety too. They don't mm -hmm. maybe recognize that you're basically boiling down your emotions to, am I coming from a loving place or a fearful place? Mm -hmm. Most um, emotional states can kind of be stripped away to those two categories. Um, obviously fear feels contracted. You'll feel that generally it doesn't feel good in your body or a state that's in a lower vibrational state is going to feel more contracted and a state that's a higher vibrational state, like peace or acceptance or joy or love, that's going to feel like there's more ease there. So if you've never thought about how something feels in your body, that would maybe be a takeaway step is to just start to think about how does my body feel in this circumstance or when I'm thinking about this. And if you just started with that to just recognize how it feels physically in your own system, that's a huge step. Yeah. Um, you, you unpacked a lot there. So breath is huge. Yeah. I just want to touch on one more thing too. I think she brought up a good point. I think to go back to that example of like, I feel like what I used to do when I would go to the grocery store, I would love that. I feel like that was my me time. I got to go shopping. You know, I got to pick out my stuff, pick out what I was going to eat for the week. And then it's like, you go in there and everybody like, doesn't know how to act. So it's just like, you got a cart, like some people are like cart distance away or like this and that. And it just seems like, okay, now I'm something that I used to love mm. and come from a very loving response. I get to go in the store. I get to choose what I get to eat. Now it's coming to, okay, now I'm almost afraid to go in it's quick. I just grab my stuff and I get in and out. And that experience for me was completely changed. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, part of that to go right into that, just pause, breathe, realize, okay, you're still doing the same thing. You're still able mm -hmm. to go get your food and enjoy your time. It's just what you make it of and not surrendering to that fear. Right. You get to choose your, choose your outcome. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's a great example too, because I think that's a you know, so much of what we've experienced are these day-to-day -day things that were so normal that got altered. And then you have lots of different arrays of emotion over some of us had our best year ever where it was like, oh, I loved how my life got altered. And other mm -hmm. people that was like, this is the, this is the worst year I've ever had in my life. And there's so many layers to, to look at there. 
Um, so the breath part, I was going to come back to just because I think, I think, you know, here we are, we're chiropractors. We feel people's tone on their bodies every single day. And early on in 2020 to feel the tone that was on most people when they were walking in was kind of crazy. Like everybody didn't know what to think, you know, we were all just in chaos and you could feel it. You feel it like everybody was buzzing in this, like really, um, anxious, you know, frequency, I would say maybe not everyone, but a lot of people. And it's really changed, but I think the tone is a, an interesting thing to think about is like the, again, I said, like, pay attention to what your body feels like. Think about how your muscles are. How are you carrying them? I would say that most people at this point don't feel quite as tight as they did, you know, 16 months ago. Um, but we still have a lot that we're working through because life is so different at this point and that's okay. So one of the things that I hope Danny and I can bring through in this podcast is just the power that you have to choose your own internal response. Um, and, and we want to give you tips and tricks about how to do that. And so tone is a really powerful conversation. And one of the things that affects tone is your breath. So by slowing your breath down, exhaling a slower exhale, dropping your shoulders. Yeah. Just remembering to breathe and think about what's my posture in while I'm breathing. You can't be, um, you know, bent over in bad posture and take a deep breath. And when you change that physical state of how you're holding your body and taking a breath in, that also changes your energy, which is really powerful. We haven't been taught enough about how powerful our breath and our state mm -hmm. is. Um, so when we're talking about fear, you know, you think about someone who you would look at and say, they look courageous or they look strong. They're probably not holding themselves in a contracted posturing, right? So when we put ourselves in that bigger posture or that shoulders back, chin up, take a deep breath, it changes our physical state. And then we make our decisions based on that. So I think that's something I've learned is when I feel contracted, that's probably not the time to make my decisions. I need to get myself in a better state first mm -hmm. and then really analyze, is this fear that I have a, a, something that's helpful to me? Because sometimes having fear is helpful. Like maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe that actually is dangerous. Don't do that. So fear isn't all bad, but it's it can be useful. It also can be debilitating. And so recognizing where have I let fear debilitate my ability to live or where am I utilizing it? Because it's just helpful to know boundaries. You know, we, our kids, they need to learn boundaries. They don't have fears sometimes and that's okay on some level. But when, you know, for instance, my 15 month old thinks that it can, he can climb up, um, the bunk beds, you know, like maybe a little healthy fear of like where his boundaries are is helpful. So just recognize fear isn't all bad. It's just a state that at some point we evolve through. It just doesn't need to be our dominant state all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so Danny, if you think about like tips, if you're giving someone tips to like, okay, let's say they recognize that they have been living in fear and they're really not excited about life right now. How would they start to move themselves out of that, especially when it pertains to their health and well-being? Yeah. So I have two books that I feel like really helped me learn to identify, breathe, and work through some of this fear that we all go through. One of them, obviously, is Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And what she has in the back of the book is just a wonderful array of different 
symptoms that your body may experience um, that essentially you manifest through different fear response states, because like Lona was saying, not only does fear change our physical posture, it changes our physiological posture as well. And that's going to increase cortisol levels. That's going to cause us to just get into a more unhealthy or unwell state. Um, so that just has a really good list of being able to look at what's going on in your body, pause, breathe, and just say, okay, what is this coming from? Okay, maybe this is representing joy in the body and how it should be flowing freely and then doing different things to be able to work through that. So I think that's one really good um, resource would be You Can Hear Your Life, Louise Hay. And then the other one is, this was one of my first um, visualizations that from another book um, called The Neuroscience of Buddha's Brain. It's actually a simple read, but it's by Rick Hansen. And one of the visualizations that he does is we all have a response. So if you can picture a dartboard, if you throw the first dart at the board, that's going to be your fear, right? What are you afraid of? And this, you can choose wherever that goes, right? And that's your fear. So that's the immediate response. And then you get to control your response, which is like the second dart on the board. So doesn't matter how or where it is. First dart is fear. Second one is what you can control. So it's just almost picturing it like that and then being able to pause, step back, realize they're separate, and then also make a maybe more grounded uh, heart-centered decision moving mm. forward. So love that heart-centered decision. <clears throat> yeah. My tips would be as I became more spiritual, um, and you know, I grew up Lutheran, but I wouldn't consider myself really spiritual at that time. But as I started to recognize that we are more than our bodies, you know, we are, certainly we have a body, um, but we also have this like life force or this energy or the spirit to us, our soul. I don't really care what you call it. And I know certain words are off-putting to depending on what your background in religion is. Um, but as I realized, like, you know, our bodies are basically our vessel for the spirit or the soul. The more I started to just trust that if, for instance, you know, I have two little boys, if my body knew how to put cells together, and birth a human and the spirit and the soul worked through me to create life. And also is the, the energy that is beating my heart is, you know, pumping my lungs, all of that also is dropping in intuition and things to think about. Then I'm probably not the only one pulling the strings and don't get me wrong. I do think we have a lot of power in our own life, but we're not God in my eyes. And so that gives me a lot of peace to know that I can lean into not needing to have all the answers, to not need to control the outcome, to also realize that just as birth is a given, this thing called life is terminal and we aren't going to stay in this physical body forever. That helps me step into, I want to live my days. I want to make the choices I have to have a full experience. I want to work with my body because my body's doing all these miraculous things every moment to keep me conscious and alive and adapting to my um, inner inner environment and outer environment. Um, so if all that's happening and, and then I have this fear that maybe a virus is, you know, something that I need to worry about, then I remember all those other things. And it's like, I think my system can handle this. You know, I think I can make choices to fuel my body, to work on the fact that my internal environment and what I choose to like nourish it with is also going to be something that I can actively work on versus just fearing something. I'll give you one more example. Um, so 
right there, I was just illustrating, like thinking of a, a bigger connection to yourself sometimes is really helpful when you're dealing with fear. Also having a phone, a friend, having a few people, maybe it's your chiropractors, maybe it's us, but people that would be in your tribe that you can reach out to when fear feels a little oppressive, like maybe I'm going to make some bad choices, or maybe I'm not seeing something accurately that you can, um, help them, help them to help you navigate it. So my son, Jack had a fever a few nights ago and I wouldn't have normally worried about him and like, okay, his body's clearing something. It's fine. But he was complaining about his stomach. And then I realized like, gosh, am I just the mom that is like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. And just telling him that. And he's like, got an appendix that's about to rupture. Like I started to doubt myself. I started to have fear. So I called one of my nurses. Um, that's a friend. And I just, said, talk me through this. So I just told him about what he was saying. And she's like, well, can he jump? So grudgingly he got up and he jumped and I was like, yeah, he can jump. And she's like, okay, well, it's not his appendix. If he can jump, it's probably fine. So I would just put a little essential oil on him. I give him an adjustment and see what he does in 30 minutes. Lo and behold, he pooped, his fever broke and he felt great, like pretty much within the next couple hours. So I just laughed because I realized like my mind was creating all these like other circumstances when really his body was probably responding normally to the fact that he probably ate some crappy food and needed to burn some of that out of him. Um, but we're not taught to trust our systems generally. And that's part of why we're having these conversations is to put the trust back in your own inherent doctor, your doctor within. Um, so those would be my two trips or tips on this would be know that you're connected to something bigger and, if you don't know that, maybe surround yourself with some people who can help you see that connection as well as find some people that when you're starting to feel some fear, mm -hmm. you can rever you can reverberate it off of them and get their feedback. Yeah. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. I think just kind of, again, the whole reason we're doing this podcast is to be able to trust that inner knowing, right? That innate um, knowledge that the body knows what to do. Um, it's just our job to recognize maybe when we're not in that optimal state to be able to make, again, those heart-centered decisions. If you are in fear, that's probably not a great time to make decisions and just pause, breathe, figure out what it is that you're worried about and make a decision from there. Perfect. We'll see you guys on the next episode. All right. Catch you later. Thanks for joining us at Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. We hope you found tips and tricks to start incorporating innate into your everyday life because it is in your everyday life, whether you see it or not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I should have added the cook chiro part. Let's do it again. Yeah. You can okay. find us at cook chiro. Okay, cool. And then, yeah, you do that, like cook chiro. And then are we going to make something for like... I think, I think we should just say like subscribe and rate our podcast. Okay. Cool. And send you friends. Cool. Okay. Thanks for joining us at Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. We hope you found tips and tricks to start incorporating innate into your everyday life because it is in your everyday life, whether you see it or not. You can find both Dr. Danny and myself at cookchirocenter.com or on any of our social media. And we'd love for you to share our podcast and leave us a review. Thanks for listening.